good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God? Welcome to our podcast today. It's Hymn History, uh, Hymn History Friday, as I typically call it. Uh, it is the last podcast prior to our uh, prior to our being in the Lord's house on the first day of the week, the upcoming week. So we come to the end of this podcast week, and I like to take the time to at least uh, survey a popular hymn or a hymn that's been very influential in the church that may be a blessing to you as well. And our hymn for today, if you hadn't noticed it in the title, is written by a man named Isaac Watts. I've highlighted his life before. Uh, he lived from 1674 to 1748, and him, uh, uh, Isaac Watts wrote a number of hymns that were popular uh, eventually. Uh, he, though, wrote in a time when there was a need for great refreshing in the hymnody of the church. Uh, legend has it that one Sunday afternoon, a very young Isaac Watts was complaining about uh, some very ponderous, deplorable hymns, uh, as the way it was described, that were sung at church. And I think it's hard for us to imagine, but at that time, there were metered renditions of the Psalms that would be read out or intoned by a cantor or a reader and then repeated uh, by the people that were out there. And as you can imagine, it got to be very... Uh, ponderous, very uh, lack, uh, a, a, a real lack of fervency uh, and passion in their singing. And so Watts um, uh, was the pastor, his father was the pastor of the church. He was a young man. And basically, if I could put it in our today's vernacular, rebuked him with, well, I'd like to see you write something better. And as the story goes, Isaac uh, Watts retired to his room and appeared several hours later with his first hymn, and it was enthusiastically received at the Sunday evening service the same night, and uh, and so God used him in a great way, and it was all in preparation for a communion service. This particular hymn, when I survey the wondrous cross. Now, most of you, if you watch your calendar, are aware that we're getting ready to enter the most solemn. Uh, serious season of our church calendar, and that is uh, the reflection on the sacrifice of our Lord on the cross, uh, his death, his burial, and of course, obviously, on Resurrection Day, we celebrate his rising from the grave and victory over hell, the devil, and death itself. Well, it happened in a communion service in 1707 that Isaac Watts wrote this real deeply moving and personal expression of gratitude. Kenneth Osbeck tells the story of how he uh, uh, went in and wrote this hymn because he was very passionate about expressing what every believer's attitude ought to be towards remembering the sacrifice of Christ. The hymn first uh, appeared in print in a collection of hymns that Isaac Watts had written called Hymns and Spiritual Songs. And it was originally entitled Crucifixion to the World by the Cross of Christ. Uh, <clears throat> and it has been called by numerous uh, professors and teachers of hymnody that it was the greatest hymn in the English language. Uh, in Watts' day, <clears throat> texts like this, which were based on 
a personal emotional experience with the truth of the sacrifice of Christ was something that was called uh, hymns of human composure. They were very controversial because they were too, as as anybody who writes new hymns in the church, when people have uh, a select favorites that they like to cling to, uh, whenever a new hymn comes on, it always is a little bit controversial, um, and this even more so because it was based on human emotions and composure rather than a strict singing of the repetition of the Psalms in the, in the uh, Scripture. Uh, but there were some very, um, very warm thoughts that are really laid out by Watts in these in these lines of this particular hymn. Do you remember singing this? When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count but loss and pour contempt on all my pride. Forbid it, Lord, that I should boast, save in the death of Christ my God. All the vain things that charm me most, I sacrifice them to his blood. See from his hands excuse me, see from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. Did e'er such love and sorrow meet, or thorns compose so rich a crown? Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were a present far too small. Love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. I love that particular third stanza that you see from his head, his hands and his feet and his sorrow. Love flows mingled down. And then he says that particular phrase, did e'er such love and sorrow meet or thorns compose so rich a crown. He's an absolutely enamored with the picture of the sacrifice that was paid for his sin to the point where he says in the last stanza, if all of nature were mine, if the whole realm were my possession that I had to give, it would be far too small. That kind of love that was poured out on Calvary's cross demands my soul, my life, my all. Well, young Watts uh, was used greatly of God. He was he was uh, particularly uh, suited to be able to write hymns. He learned Latin when he was very young at, at five. He learned Greek at nine, French at 11, and Hebrew at 12. And he grew up and became increasingly uh, equipped to uh, write lyrics and hymns that, has, well, as a matter of fact, he said this, quote, the singing of God's praise is the part of worship most closely related to heaven, but its performance among us is the worst on earth, unquote. And so he wrote over 600 hymns and is known today as the father of English hymnody. Well, I'm going to tell you, can you say with Isaac Watts today that that kind of love that was demonstrated on the cross demands my soul, my life, and my all. Sing this today as you go about your business and about your service and make sure that it captivates your thoughts and your attention. We thank God for men like Isaac Watts. There are individuals that are writing good songs today, too. And when those songs are written in a melody and in a, 
uh, a, a song that is going to be uh, particularly appropriate to its subject matter. We want to be able to use those to bring greater glory to God. One of our dangers is that we allow our hymns to become so uh, so uh, familiar to us that we lose out on its greatest teaching and truth. Sing this today in a fresh way and meditate on the truth of the Scripture. Uh, his, his sacrifice is worth doting on. The crucifixion, when I survey the wondrous cross, what love it stirs within me. God bless you today. Walk with Christ. Meditate on His goodness to you. We'll see you in the next podcast.